Welcome to The Positive Sip, stories about life, leadership, and Mississippi. I'm your host, Dr. Regina Hyatt. This episode, you'll hear a special Mississippi story and my reflections on leadership. So let's begin. Welcome to The Positive Sip. I am delighted today to introduce our guest, Natasha Willis. Natasha, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. This is a real pleasure. I'm so excited to have you. So, Natasha, start out by telling us your Mississippi story, where you grew up, your time here at Mississippi State, your community that you live in. Tell us all about it. My Mississippi story, I am a member of the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians. I live in Choctaw, Mississippi, in a community called Pearl River, five miles west of Philadelphia, Mississippi, on the Choctaw Indian Reservation. The Pearl River community where I live is one of nine Choctaw tribal communities that is checkerboarded throughout the state of Mississippi. And we have one tribal community that is located in West Tennessee in a town called Henning. Pearl River has been home for me all my life and continues to be my home today. I work with the with my tribe, the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians, in the capacity of a director of an office called Special Projects, which is a support arm of the Office of the Tribal Chief. We manage several different projects throughout the year for the Office of the Tribal Chief, internal and external communications, a lot of projects that has us dealing with a lot of people, a lot of projects, time management, organizational matters, and just all around events throughout the year on behalf of the tribe as a whole and, of course, the Office of the Tribal Chief. Natasha, I think the first opportunity that you and I got to know each other was a few years ago as Mississippi State was working with our students to create a Native American Student Association. And the students have have since changed the name of that organization to Indigenous Students and Allies. And you were such an instrumental part in terms of having the involvement of the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians at that wonderfully momentous occasion. I'd love to hear your reflections on that event and that moment. Yes, what a great opportunity it was to be a point of contact between the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians and the tribe to help move forward this opportunity for students to have a Native American club here on campus. If I could for just a second personally say that being a student here when I was here at Mississippi State, I did notice other ethnicities have an organization. And I looked around and thought, where was the Native Americans? But I realized, too, that uh, Native American population here on campus was very small. If I wasn't maybe one of five or six that were going to school here on campus, surely there were other Native Americans maybe attending school online. But however, here on campus, and to not see a, a, a Native American organization, and then years later to finally have one, And see around that there are more students here more than usual or back then. So it was a a great opportunity to be a part of history, if you will. Yes, absolutely. And Natasha, in your work as the director of special projects for the Office of the Tribal Chief, you have gotten to work on lots of great projects. And maybe talk just a little bit about some of the projects or project that's been most meaningful to you. 
Throughout the year, there are several, many different projects that my office oversees or helps manage or, or facilitates. But one of the most important for the tribe or behalf of the Office of the Tribal Chief, Tribal Administration, or our government is the annual Choctaw Indian Fair. For me, I call it the greatest time of the tribe because it's a time when our people can showcase our heritage and our culture for the public to come and enjoy and see and visit and experience our traditional dances and hear our songs and watch our ancient field sport, Chakta Stickball or Kabucha. And it's a wonderful time. It's a lot of work. There's a lot of people that have a hand in producing the Chakta Indian Fair. Our office oversees the planning committee for it. And I work alongside a wonderful lady. Her name is Heather. She helps facilitate one facet of Chakta Indian Fair and I encompass another huge facet as well. So together we oversee the Chakta Indian Fair with a wonderful committee. We have a lot of veterans on our committee. And, you know, one wouldn't work without the other. It takes a whole group of wonderful, amazing people to do that. And in doing this for going on 10 years now, we have grown exponentially in organization, public speaking, just dealing with all kind of different personalities and, and situations as well. We've learned to really, really adapt and grow. So... Excellent. Thank you. Natasha, you are someone who is uh, very much regarded as a role model and a mentor within your community and more broadly. What keeps you encouraged and motivated to pursue your goals and dreams and to help others? I just have an inner drive within me that is partially motivated by the fact that I am a cancer survivor, not once, not twice, but three times. I'm a three-time cancer survivor. And with that, I live my life the best possible way that I can, striving for the very best that I can be. And in doing that, I think I exude a certain energy that people come to, people uh, drive towards. So I think that's where that comes from. Thank you. Yes. So, Natasha, I always ask my guests about a favorite quote or saying, mantras, a scripture, a whatever sort of thing that you say to yourself in the morning or as you start your day to help motivate yourself, I guess, to meet the day with excitement and with vigor. What is it for you that you say every day to yourself and why does that resonate for you? I I think that's a great question to ask your guests. And I've been listening to your previous podcast and I appreciate the wonderful things that I've been hearing and the different quotes. And for me, like your other guests, I do have several, but there are three that really resonate and I want to share with you today. One is one that I, I grew up under, with my under my parents that would say all the time. And the second one I want to share is what I would say to my friends. And then the third one I would like to share is one that I keep for myself and my inner self. So the first one is one I grew up under and that was resonated, still resonates with me uh, by my stepfather, uh, the only dad that I know. He would say, can't never could. Can't never could in that it encouraged you to try things that you would never try or try things that you think that you couldn't accomplish. So whatever obstacle that stands before you, you never know what the outcome is going to be if you don't try. And so today I kind of added something to that and that can't never could, but I can. So the can't never could from my stepdad that stayed with me all my life. 
And the second, the one that I tell my friends is if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly bear. So if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna wear pink, make sure it's the loudest pink. Uh, if you're gonna wear feathers, make sure it's got all the you know be the biggest bird. Or you know just if you're gonna do something, go all the way, go hard or go home. So that's what I tell my friends. If you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly bear. And the one for me in my inner is people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And, and I think that resonates, even when you leave the room, how you treat people, that's what they're gonna remember most about you. And when your name is brought up, maybe several weeks after meeting someone, they'll remember how you made them feel, whether it was pleasant, whether it was unpleasant, people will remember how you made them feel. So those are the three mantras or quotes that I wanted to share with you today. But yeah, I do have several. <laughs> Thank you for sharing all of those. And I think they each have meaning, right? And yes. And certainly are leading into some thoughts about leadership, maybe. And I would love for you to just reflect on what leadership means to you. And I know in your work with the Office of the Tribal Chief, certainly over this past year, you've had to lead in many ways related to COVID-19 and the impact that it's had on your community. So just talk a little bit about those experiences, if you don't mind, Natasha, and the way that you exhibited leadership in those moments and those really trying and difficult moments. For myself, in regards to leadership, I I feel like when you are leading a group of people to achieve an end goal, it's very important that the people that you are leading, seeing you work just as hard, be just as motivated, be just as moving forward to achieve whatever the end goal may be. And sometimes whether you don't achieve all of the objectives that you may have before you, I think the lessons in those moments is the opportunities you've had in doing the work, meaning the relationships that you build, meaning the patience that you have built, or the many different self-characteristics that you didn't know you had evolve in that process, and also watching others and, and, and being there for others, encouraging and being a positive role model. I certainly was not in the forefront of leading, you know, the COVID efforts on the reservation, but I definitely had a hand in uh, a small part in help cultivating messaging across our reservation for our health center there. But in that, it's in itself was a learning experience and one that I I definitely grew from and, and have learned from. It was a very great experience for me, one that I cherish. Thank you. Uh, I have often talked to friends and colleagues about Mississippi, especially for people who have never had a chance to visit or don't live here. And I think about Mississippi as being a, a really special place. Do you think that's true? And if so, what do you think makes Mississippi unique and special? The rich history, the diversity that we have here in the state. For me and my community, the people, it's definitely the people, the welcomingness, the hospitality, the friendliness, the kindness. And you you get all of that with a twang in the voice and uh, a lot of sweet tea, you know, (laughs) things that you just can't replicate anywhere else. I've had the opportunity to travel in my lifetime. And in doing so, I, I always can't wait to come back home. There's just a certain comfort here. We're not too big. 
we're not too small. The luxuries of things that we take for granted are right outside our door, the trees and the grass and the fields and, you know, fun things too. But definitely it's the people for me. Excellent. Natasha, thank you so much for joining me on The Positive Sip. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners today? I have to say that being a student here at Mississippi State when I was here really cultivated me to the professional level of honing the skills of being a great leader. I've learned great public speaking skills, interviewing skills that have led me to be the best that I can be in the job that I hold, organizational skills in the realms of leadership. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that, Natasha. I think it's important for our students to know that the things that they're learning here can translate to lives and careers that are meaningful and important to the world. Thank you, Natasha, for joining me today on The Positive Sip. I really appreciate you and look forward to continuing to work with you and to have you as a colleague and friend. Thank you. Thank you so much. And hail state. I loved visiting with Natasha Willis. She has an incredible Mississippi story. I was especially reflecting back on the quotes that she shared with us that were meaningful to her. And she started with a quote that she had heard since she was a child, which was, can't, never could. And in true Natasha fashion, she switched it up. And she made that quote her own by saying, can't, never could, but I can. And I love that. Natasha's story is about doing everything that you can to make things work. And from a leadership perspective, I love the motivation that one can give to yourself by repeating that statement. Can't, never could, but I can. Because you can, literally. (laughs) Many obstacles can be overcome. And sometimes we don't see it that way because we're in the middle of it. But as Natasha said, there is always a way through. Now, that doesn't mean the journey isn't going to challenge us and maybe we're going to be tired and maybe things are going to be super, super hard. But as leaders, we know that we can do the work. Another leadership tidbit that Natasha shared with us is if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly bear. And I love that because she talked about this notion of go big or go home. And I get that, right? This idea that you have to be invested as a leader, that you have to be all in. Now, I am sure each of you who's listening today can reflect on a time in your own life or maybe within an organization or entity or maybe your workplace where you have worked with colleagues or been in a leadership position when maybe folks weren't 100% committed to the effort. And you know how disheartening that can be. And I think leadership really is about being all in. 
And what that means is you have to be as convinced and as convicted that the work that you're doing is valuable and important and is going to make a difference. I I think about this from the perspective of a lesson that I often share with our students because our students will frequently want to get involved in all the things. And when I say all the things, I mean... We have 400 student organizations on campus. Now, they may not want to get involved with all 400 of them, but they want to get involved with a lot of things. And sometimes that leaves them not able to be the grizzly bear because they are literally not able to provide the time and energy that's needed in order to be all in. And so a a lesson from that for me always is, don't take on new things or new opportunities unless you're really able to invest in them. Um, and, and I think that's a hard lesson, right? Because we all think we can do all the things. And the truth is, maybe we can, but we probably aren't going to be able to invest the time and energy necessary to do all of them really well. The last quote Natasha said to us is, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will not forget how they feel and how you treated them. I love that because we know, we know that we can remember times and people in our lives where we left that interaction feeling care and support and concern and love and friendship. And ultimately, we want to leave every place, space, entity, organization, workplace, friendship, whatever that is, better than you found it. And so for me, hearing Natasha say that was a wonderful reminder that we have to pour into people and not necessarily just by making sure that they have, you know, what they need physically to get the work done or that the computer that they're using is the best possible version or that the uh, office chair is the most comfortable, but instead that we really, not that those things aren't important, by the way, uh, but that we're really spending time figuring out how to care for people, um, how to give them what they need emotionally, um, how we can care and support them in their whole lives. And most of us only know each other in one segment of our lives. Maybe that's in the workplace or in your organization or at home, but we don't know people's whole lives. And so spending time to really learn and know how we can care for the people around us. Natasha is an incredible leader. She talked about all of the work that she has done on behalf of the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians and the ways in which she tries to role model her life as a leader. I'm so grateful that Natasha joined us on The Positive Sip and grateful for the leadership lessons that she provided. Thank you for joining us on The Positive Sip. 
We hope you'll be listening again for our next episode. The Positive Sip is produced and edited by Flora Dito, Carson Brantley, and Katie Corbett.